Let's join our brother Randy Lightborn as he ministers from the sermon topic, Don't Play, Keep Consecrated to God. My mother was a pastor for over 30 years, so I knew right from wrong I was brought up to serve God, but I chose to go my own way, and I suffered terrible for it. But I thank God that I've had a road to Damascus experience, and I've rededicated my life and my heart to God so that God's will can be done in my life. My name is Brother Randy Lightroom. Join me as I share the Word of God. My topic today is called Don't Play. Don't play, comma, keep consecrated to God. Don't play, keep consecrated to God. That's a topic that God has laid on my heart today, and um, it's going to be found primarily in Judges chapter 16, verses. 16 to 20. Judges 16, verses 16 to 20. Here beginning the reading of the word of God. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her works and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There had not come a razor upon mine head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If it be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she went and called for the lords of Philistines, saying, Come up this once. For he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in unto her. And, and she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before thee and shake myself. And he was not that the Lord was departed from him. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Praise the Lord. That's the main scriptural text that I want to come out of as it relates to the topic which is don't play, keep consecrated to God. I have two points that I want to come from. Point number one is called comfortable and asleep. And then I have dead in brackets. Point two is conscious and alert. And then I have alive in brackets. Those are the two points that I want to use to bring about the importance of don't play, keep 
she consecrated unto God. I want to go into three other scripture texts for point one. And um, the first one is going to be the same Judges 16, but just the 19th verse. And it says, and she made him sleep upon her knees. Uh, and she called for a man and she caused him to shave all the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. The next one is First Thessalonians 5 and 22. It says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Praise the Lord. And the last one is the same Judges, but verse 20, it says, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he was not that the Lord was departed from him. Praise the Lord. Comfortable and asleep. Actually, in this context, becomes symbolic and a symbol of being dead spiritually. Verse 19 of chapter 16 speaks of Samson when he had allowed himself to be persuaded by this woman, Delilah, to give her the secret to where his strength came from, revealing how he can be weakened. In it, it says that she set up a scenario where he was able to just relax. After giving up this information to her, Samson is so comfortable, he lays down and he goes to sleep. Samson was not no normal person. This book that we get this story from is the book of Judges. Samson was one of them judges. Samson was in place for a specific reason. Samson knew. He tells Delilah that from my childhood, from my womb, I have been a Nazarite. We're going to get into what a Nazarite is uh, um, a little later. But Samson reveals this to us. So this shows you that Samson knew who he was. Samson knew what he was supposed to be like. But Samson is too comfortable in and around sin. That's Samson right there. Is so comfortable that he can go sleep in Delilah's arms after giving out this vital information about himself. Classic example of being too comfortable in and around sin. It's a lesson in it for all of us today. We need to understand and be able conscious of who we are, where we are. We need to know that if we are representing God and claiming to be children of God, 
we should not be too comfortable in and around sin. Samson was so used to being in and around sin, which was being represented in this context as the Lila, that after giving out this serious information, he's able to fall asleep. Right in our arms. I read in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22, it said to abstain the very appearances of sin. Samson knew who the Lila was. Those of us who have more uh, intimate knowledge of the whole story of, of Samson and the Lila know that she was a Philistine. She was a harlot. She was an abomination to any Jewish person. But Samson thought that he could play in and around sin and still remain in the place that God would have him to be. Samson is so comfortable is able to sleep in the presence of sin. One of the special indicators that the Holy Spirit gives us as we strive in our walk to be what God would have us to be, one of the special indicators is that we, as we grow in God, we dislike sin. Sin is attracted by our natural flesh. The more you are growing in your walk with God, the more you're going to recognize sin and not want to be a part of it. Samson, I already said, was too comfortable in and around sin. He knew that Delilah was evil. Thessalonians says, Stay away from the very appearance, much less get involved with it. We need to know that if we don't take God serious in our walk, we become comfortable in and around sinful stuff that will surely lead us away from our consecrated life that we have committed to God. All of us are Nazarites in a spiritual sense. Those of us that have given our lives to God have consecrated our life to a life of holiness. Samson was supposed to be representing a life of holiness, but he was so comfortable playing around with the liar, playing around with sin, that he could not even see. How far we drift away. Most of the times, if we find ourselves in a place where we shouldn't be in our walk with God, if we find ourselves not as close to God as we should be, you're going to know that there were indicators that were telling you you're drifting. You do not go from point A to point B in those zip. It's a slow walk. 
it's a short drift. You slowly drift away. You let your God down. You minimize certain things that you should be doing in your walk. It's okay to do this. Mostly everybody's doing that. We compromise our walk and our consecrated life that we should be doing with God. And we end up finding ourselves in a place where we're asleep in the midst of sin. Samson was a mighty man of God, not only from a physical standpoint, but Samson was a mighty man of God because when you read the accounts of what Samson done and the many great things things he done, scripture is clear to put in there that the spirit of God came upon Samson and he done this. The spirit of God came upon Samson and he killed a lion and he killed 3,000 men. He'd done all these great feats because the spirit of God had access to come upon him. He didn't have the blessing we have in terms of the indwelling Holy Spirit. But he had access because of his consecrated life that he can have the Holy Spirit come upon his life. Samson takes that life that he should be living consecrated to God for granted and plays around sin. Judges 16 and 20 deals with when Samson wakes up. Well, he doesn't really wake up. This sinful woman wakes him up to reveal to him the stupidity of what he's been indulging in. I didn't get into the whole story that leads up to Delilah or Samson telling Delilah this. But Samson had lied to Delilah three times prior to this, telling her where his strength was. And every time he told her that, she told him that the Philistines was, was come upon him. And Samson, no matter what she bonded him, if, if it was seven different uh, um, roots, seven different tw um, twines, Whatever he could playing around with a lion to him, he would just break him, get up, and leave. These were indicators that Samson knew or should have known as a consecrated man to God that this woman was out to destroy him. When you play around sin and you get so comfortable in sin, you end up in Samson's position. That's scripture in, in, in Judges 16 and 20 ends with after Samson being told that the Philistines are upon you, the government to deal with you, it says Samson said to her, I'm just going to get up and leave like I normally did. That's what Samson says. But the scripture finishes in the end and says that Samson did not know that the spirit of God, that the Lord had departed from him. When you're comfortable and asleep, you're going to wake up there. These are people who are going to wake up without God. Samson went sleep comfortable and woke up without God. This is the danger of being 
comfortable and asleep, spiritually dead. Samson woke up and didn't even know that the Lord had withdrew himself from him. There's a lesson in it for us today. We can't play around with this walk we have with God. There is an enemy out there. There are Delilahs out there in all types of forms looking to steal your strength. Samson told Hagar, listen, if you cut these locks off my hair, I will be weak as any other man. There are many pictures, stories that talk about Samson. And when you see these stories, they give you this image of Samson like he was Arnold Schwarzenegger or he was like Hercules. But you can tell from these scriptures that that wasn't the case because the Philistines said to Delilah, tell us, find out for us where Samson is got his strength because he's obviously not in his look. He obviously didn't look strong, even though, you know, I'm, you know, I'm assuming he had a reasonable man's physical structure. But the superhuman things that Samson was doing did not look like it in his body. So they knew that there had to be something, some secret to how he could be this strong. Because he was like, he looked like an average person. When we have the indwelling Holy Spirit in us, we become superhumans. We become able to do superhuman things, not in the sense of Samson stuff, but from a spiritual standpoint. We are able to deal with problems. We are able to deal with sin and temptations in our lives by giving ourselves and staying consecrated to God. But if you're going to play around with sin, if you're not going to take your walk with God serious, you're going to find yourself comfortable and falling asleep. The disturbing part is that you're going to wake up and don't even know that God has departed from you. God is a holy God. He has a high expectation of us as children of God. This walk with God isn't an easy walk. This walk with God, we can't do it in our flesh. We will fail every time. It's a walk that is built on a constant, consecrated life to God that allows the Holy Spirit of God to enable you. Samson done great things all through the, the book of Judges that deals with his account and is always underlined by saying, and the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he done this and he done that. We have this indwelling Holy Spirit today. We are called to be consecrated to God, to be striving for a life of holiness. It means we cannot be playing around with sin. Samson's playing around with this harlot, with his nerd enemies. He's in an enemy territory dealing with an enemy woman. And is wondering why he's waking up bold and without God. If you play around with this walk we have with God, Satan is seeking to sift us 
as we and to steal what God has given us. Every day we wake up, there's an enemy of our soul, which is not flesh and blood, that is seeking to steal what you know about God. We don't want to naturally serve God. We naturally want to be like Samson. Samson knew he was different. And I see it happen today and it disturbs me. Too many Christians, too many children of God, know the children of God, know the truth of God, but they want to fit in with everybody else. They want to be trending with what's going on in society. They want to fit in. They want to be able to be a part of. Samson knew he was different. Samson knew he shouldn't be around there. But Samson thought he was so sharp that he could be consecrated to God and play around sin. Thessalonians says, abstain the very appearance of sin. If not, you're going to get comfortable, you're going to fall asleep, and when trouble comes, you're going to wake up and find out that the Lord has departed from you. Let's look at point number two. Point number two says, conscious and alert. In commerce, I have a life, spiritually alive. Ideally, this is where we want to be always. <clears throat> I don't need to highlight that too much from a natural sense because of the present climate that's going on with this uh, uh, um, pandemic or pandemic, whatever they want to call it. We need to be conscious and alert in dealing with this virus and, and all the implications that come with it, whether it's the to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated, you need to be conscious. You need to be alert to what's going on around you. As children of God, this is the responsibility we have to be spiritually conscious and alert. Guarantees that you are alive. That you're alive. Let's, let's look at what it means to be consecrated what it means to truly be conscious and alert. Let's turn to Numbers chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Um, this is giving you part of it. Most of the chapter deals with what a Nazarite is, but I'm just going to boom in on these two verses of chapter 6. Verse 7 says, He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother or for his brother or for his sister, then they die. Because the consecration of his God is upon his head. All the days of his separation, I just want to emphasize, I want that to seek in. All the days of his separation, he is holy unto the Lord. This is supposed to characterize Samson. It also is characterizing what we are supposed to be. This is where we are supposed to be. All the days of our separation, all the days of us surrendering our lives to God, we are to be holy unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. It says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, this him means he or she, thinketh 
he stand it or, or they stand it. Take heed lest he fall or lest they fall. Matthew 26, 41 says, this is Jesus in his greatest hour of pressure, being prepared to do the greatest act done on this earth, which is to redeem man. This is what he says to his disciples after finding them already comfortable and asleep. His father already comfortable and asleep. He says to Peter and John and the disciples, watch, stay alert, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing always, but your flesh is weak. This is Jesus Christ giving this advice to his disciples. Let's look at Luke 15 in the end, verses 16 and 17. This is another well-known scripture text, but I just want to highlight these two verses. It says, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. He would have fainted had he not filled his belly with the food that the pigs were eating. And no man gave unto him. Key words, key words coming up now. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Praise the Lord. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word once again. God's word is life. God's word is what we have to keep us conscious and alert. Jesus to the disciples that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay? We need to understand that we've got to be conscious of our commitment to God. If you're not conscious of it, Samson continues to get comfortable being around sin. It's a slow slip, slow slide. It's an easy way. It's not a big jump. Those who fall away from God don't just fall off a big cliff. Things are going on in their life leading up to them making some great choice that takes them away from God, that, that turns their back against God. Whether it's them not coming to church anymore, whether it's them not helping out in church anymore, whether it's them not praying anymore like they should, or reading the word of God, or applying the word of God. Number says that even if your mother, brother, daddy, sister perish, you will not defile yourselves by going around them. This is a Jewish situation here. The Jews could not go around their people. They would be defiled. This part here, I just took those two verses that deal with a whole lot of descriptions of what a Nazarite is. But I use those because those are some of the greatest ones. It talks about his mother, his father, his sister, his brother. If they die, you cannot defile your Nazarite ball by going around them or trying to be around them. 
For us, that means that no matter who it is in your life, it's your husband, it's your wife, it's your children, it's your boss, it's your ambitions, whatever it is, none of them things are to get in the way of the vow you have before God that you are supposed to be consecrated to God all the days of your life. We are constantly challenged in this world to fit in with what everybody else is doing. What constantly challenged us? Many churches continue to go that way. They want to look like the world and talk like Christians. They want to act like the world and they try to act like a child of God when it suits them. All the days of your life, you're called to be holy unto the Lord. You can't stay holy if you're playing around sin. If you're dribbling and dabbling with sin. It's a personal conviction that everybody needs to get there. It's not for me to point any finger or your pastor to point any finger. You have the good word of God. You have the more sure word of God for you to look in within yourself and know, am I living holy with God? Am I playing around and so comfortable in sin that it don't even convict me no more that I'm living a life of sin? All the days of my life, I'm supposed to be holy unto the Lord. It's a call for you to be conscious of your commitment to God. And it's a daily responsibility. Samson did not end up in Delilah's lap overnight. It was days and weeks and months and probably even years of Samson playing around, trying to fit in with the Philistines when he knew he was a Jew. Hanging around a bunch of chickens and he knew he was an eagle. And he wonders why his wings get clipped. He wonders why he wakes up and thinks he could still act in the power of God and didn't know that God had departed from him. We don't want to make these mistakes in our lives. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Because if, if you get that way, it's a chance you can find yourself falling. Be careful how you think. Samson thought too highly of himself. He woke up there. We don't want to wake up there. There are people today that woke up there. They went to sleep and they really woke up there in eternity. And I want you to know is eternity. It's either with God or a white worm that they're waiting to be dealt with. But they woke up in a new dimension. They woke up to a new reality. We today are got the opportunity to stay consecrated with God. Jesus tells his disciples, listen, hey, the spirit is willing to be there for you. The spirit is willing to always be holy unto God all the days of your life. But you gotta watch and pray because your flesh is weak. This is the honesty we need to be of ourselves. Samson, if you go through the story of Samson, had more than enough opportunities, warnings from his family and other Jewish people. Some of them want to even get rid of Samson because of the fact that Samson flirted around with so much foolishness and bought extra problems 
for them. They got scared. His own family wanted to get rid of them. We need to be sure that we don't find ourselves in a Samson state. We need to know where we're really at at all times. You can fool some of the people some of the times. You're never going to fool all the people all the time. But you're never going to fool God. And you're not fooling yourself. Samson knew he was living in foolishness. But because he continued to play around with it, he didn't know where he really was. That's why he was able to wake up and talk this tough talk that he couldn't back up. Samson gets up and says, listen, I'm going to get up and go like I've done all the other time. And they said, no, you won't. No, you won't. This woman knows that you gave her the secrets of your heart because you have been too comfortable with the sin. You were able to lay down right in her lap and I steal your joy right off your head and break you up a boy here. And you're going to claim that you're going to get up and do what God has given you to do. When God no longer indwells you, you've got to be conscious and alert of this walk we're in. We naturally gravitate to our flesh. We naturally gravitate to do what we want to do. It's a normal thing. Jesus said that the spirit is willing. That's where we have our strength. It's a call to be conscious and alert at all times. If you're not doing that, you're opening the door. You're playing around. And you're going to find yourself drifting. There are people that have drifted at sea. Thousand miles. Sounds unbelievable. You can't drift that fast. But if you keep drifting, you will reach a thousand miles. If you keep drifting from God, you're going to wake up and the Lord has been departed from you. You've got to be conscious. It's a call to stay holy to God all the days of your life. Even when everybody else comes around you. When anybody else that comes in your life, mother's mother, father, sister, husband, wife, children, jobs, whatever, they should not be able to cause you to break your consecrated vows you have to God. Because it's a call for you to be holy all the days of your life to the Lord. And you're only able to do this if you know where you're really at. If you know what you're consecrated to. If you're committed to this consecration, those of us who find ourselves in a situation that we realize that we have become like Samson or like the prodigal son in Luke 15. Scripture says he came to his senses when he realized the type of life that he was now living. When he realized that he woke up and realized he was dead, he reflects back on what his father has. He reflects back on what God has done for him and what he has left. My cry today is for anybody that has drifted away, been so comfortable in sin, so comfortable not giving God all the days of your life, holy to him, come to your senses. Come to your senses like this particle son did. God still waits for you. Those of us that know the 
know the story of the prodigal son, know that when he starts to come to God, come to his, his father, his father runs out to meet him. There is a God that loves you so much that his deal right now, you have to come to your senses and know what God has for you. The spirit indeed is always willing. This flesh is what's going to get in the way of you. Don't be a Samson. You don't want to wake up there. Literally. Most of us know that there is a God. Know that God is real. This God has a calling on your life that says that you need to be consecrated to him all the days of your life. All the days of your life. Whatever you face, you should be giving yourself over to God. Don't play. Stay consecrated to God. Stay conscious and alert so that you're spiritually alive because you naturally want to go your own way, Jesus told his disciples. Pray, watch and pray because you're going to find yourself drifting into foolishness. It's in our nature. You're not no better than anybody else. You're not no gooder than anybody else. We are all capable of going against God. We will reveal it in different areas. Some may look worse than others, but it's all drifting away from God. If you're not staying conscious and alert and understanding that you need to watch and pray and understand the commitment you have before God, you're consecrated to God all the days of your life to live holy. It's not easy. We want to do our own deed. We want to be like Samson. We want to go to church on Sunday and look proper loose. And then Monday, we want to fit in with the world and what everybody else is doing. This life is a life of separation. That's what the life of a Nazarite was. Samson didn't want to be separate. He wanted to fit in. He wanted to be part of everything he shouldn't have been a part of. My cry today is that we all remember the, the call to holiness that is on our lives. Those of us that have not given your life to God need to consider that there comes a time that you may wake up in all your confidence and find that you're really dead. Not just dead spiritually, but dead, period. Tomorrow's not promised to nobody. This is not meant to scare nobody. This is meant to help you come to your senses and realize that there is a call on your life, that there is a God in heaven that loves you so much that he is providing a way of escape for you. He is providing help for you. Those of us that have given our hearts to God, let's not play. Let's stay consecrated to God. We want to represent God in everything that we do. In this walk, what we've done yesterday can necessarily help us today. We can't live over yesterday's experiences in our We can't live over last week's service. Last week's service was given to us to bring us to this point so that we should be in a better position to receive the word of God today and go from that point. We cannot live off of yesterday. We need something new. We need something fresh from God. And then God is speaking to you. Take it in. Find out where you really are. Come to your senses and submit yourself to God. God is able to, to um, strengthen you. He is calling for us as children of God 
not to fit in with this world. We're not meant to trend with this world. We're meant to stand out as lights against the evil and wicked world. They are not meant to love us. If they love us, we're doing something wrong. Samson wanted to fit in, and it cost him his life. Those of us who know that story know that Samson, in the end, comes to his senses, only to die in the end. He never was able to accomplish what God done. God, in his mercy, listened to him when he gave his heart back to God. When he took on that ball again, his hurt starts to grow. They didn't pay attention to it. Samson still looks the same. But the Spirit of God was able to come back in Samson. And they say Samson in his death killed more men in that one period of time than all the time that he ever lived on earth. It's a sad end to Samson's life. But it is a lesson to us that God still is willing to reach down to you if you reach out and listen to the call that's on your life. It's a call on your life. It's not easy. This walk is not easy. It is easier when we give ourselves to the Spirit of God. Jesus said, the Spirit is willing. Your flesh is the problem. Paul said, let every man be careful how he thinketh. The guy that thinks is so sharp or thinks is so spiritually strong, be careful. And as you find yourself waking up in the liar's lap, we need to be spiritually alert in this walk because we naturally gravitate to ourselves. We naturally gravitate to the flesh. We need to fight against it, every one of us. Are subject to it. James said that Elijah was a man with like passions like us, but he shot heaven up for three years because of his relationship he had with God. Let God make the difference in your life. Don't play. Stay consecrated to God. This is what, what God has, has laid on my heart, and I pray that each person will take it as God has given it to them, as God has revealed to them, and that they will be able to apply it for this day, for this week that's coming ahead. So you will be in a better position to stay powerful and stay effective in this walk of God. This is what God has laid in my heart, and I just want to say thank you and amen. Praise the Lord. 